podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello you miserable bastards and welcome to the Misery Hunters podcast. My name is Jamie Coburn and joining me today is Craig Devine. Alright. Always with these delayed hello. And uh, Ross Davidson. Hello. Are you just trying to get the bigger gap in there? <laughs> <laughs> and also joining us today is Sam Smith. Alright, how you doing? Not too bad yourself. Aye, not too bad. Looking forward to this, so. Good, good. I guess we'll just go straight into things. Um, we'll probably just briefly talk about the Queen's Park game since we'll, last time we were kind of pointing out all the issues that we had as a club. We went on to win two games in a row. Uh, clean sheets in both, Ross. What do you think about yeah. that? <laughs> uh, it was always going to come back and bite me in the arse at one point. <laughs> However, I'm not going to get carried away. No, that's the problem's well, fixed. All fixed no. now. <laughs> For me, we're still largely disappointing in both games, particularly the the Queen's Park game. Mm-hmm. I think we said in the last one that, or I said anyway, that it was Goodwin's option to, or Goodwin's chance rather to, can I say to the team, listen, that performances haven't been good enough the last few weeks. Strikers are off form. We're playing a League Two side, get out there and the nicest possible way, get out there and battle this team. Get the strikers to get a few goals, get a good performance under our belt. And uh, drive on from there into the Livingston game, but we were, we were utter shy against Queen's Park, <laughs> let's be honest. Playing uh, McGrath at left wing back, I still can't fathom that. Uh, it took us to the 81st minute to score the goal. I mean, I, I know we won, but we certainly didn't look like a Premiership side. And uh, just because we won two games in a row, for me, the problem suddenly disappeared. Mm. So there. Deal with that. <laughs> no, no, that is fair enough. And we also, we were, I think we've touched on it before with a, a slight lack of discipline we have. And there's Joe Shaughnessy getting sent off again. Don't know what he was thinking. Oh, mental. I, I really don't know what he was thinking. It's just a crazy red card to get. I can't explain it. I think he was thinking that's the problem. It's just fucking second time he's done it this season. It was in a nothing area of the park and he's just been in and fucking laid the boy out what on earth was he thinking uh, he seems to kind of dive into tackles quite a lot for what I've seen but I mean the first one I did stick up for him in feeling this one against Ross County I didn't think at the time was a red card I took all sorts of stick for that <laughs> on Twitter but I mean well, I think my world mate <laughs> I, think you, I think it was actually I think you were one of the folk it was that uh, <laughs> uh, I, I don't know it was just in such a random area of the part. I don't know if he's like, maybe had an argument with me Doyle, like halfway through the game or something, he's maybe thought, oh, I'll stick one on him, but nah, it was, it was needless. He surely knows himself as well, he's played football for long enough that he knows he's gone about for three games, and Goodwin tried to defend it as well. But... Yeah. Aye, I mean, Goodwin was a master of the art, but I mean, <laughs> to defend that is mental, but I mean, Goodwin was, re- there's ways and means of being cute about that, you know, Goodwin was excellent at it, but it was just, such a blatant red card to take. I don't know. If you're going to be subtle. Ah, yeah, Sam says, if you've had a fallout, then, I mean, you can do it at a corner, you can be cute about it and, and give him a hit, but that was so blatant, it was unreal. And obviously, he obviously had the captain's armband as well, which is, again, questions over that. But we'll move on to the Livingston game. There are positives we could take from that. I think um, our recruitment... 
over the past like month or so has helped us a wee bit there. We didn't look completely out of sorts when Shaughnessy missing, which we have done in the past when um, he was suspended after the Ross County game and then obviously when Tate was suspended, the defence kind of went to shit, but it seems to have held up pretty well against Livingston. Not that they had too much to offer really though. It still was a bit weird the way we lined up though, because I don't under I still don't understand why when we had four defenders on the park we could have just played a flat back four, but still played Foley as a centre midfielder at centre half and still had Tate doing something on the left hand side, but had Mason practically playing as a left winger. To me, it just it looked so. Everything we do just looks so disorder. It doesn't look as if it's actually organised, but defensively it's worked. But I think we've got the fourth best defence in the league, so. Mm-hmm. Something obviously works, it's just the rest of the team it doesn't really look as Saturday. if it's... It, it worked on Saturday, but it is getting to right. a bit of kind of gym ball almost. It's right. the only way to put it. It was it's, uh, some kind of nonsensical decisions, but when you do pull out a result against Livingston away from home, you can't really complain too much, I guess, can you? No. no you can't grumble at that but at all. It's a, it's a good result on, on paper, but again... As Sam says, the, the, the formation or the selection's kind of odd. I thought Foley played well, actually. I thought um, it, he's, uh, it's his best game he's had this season because yeah, he's been pretty <laughs> anonymous in every game he's played. But I don't know if he looks a bit slower than he did last season. I don't know if obviously the amount of time we had off didn't really help that. But he, can't, he reads the game well enough to play in the centre half. But it's only really a makeshift option. I wouldn't keep him there all the time. No, that's it. I and. Um, I thought uh, for large parts we were still poor. It was still aimless punts up the park. Uh, it was coming straight back down our throat. Abika was really holding it up as much as he did. And the best spell of the game we had when we actually tried to play football generated the corner, which we scored the goal from. I just I keep saying it, but we've got the capabilities of being a good football inside. I don't know why we forget this and just try to play long ball football. It doesn't work for us. It doesn't work for the personnel we have in our team. If we try and play football, we can win games, I think. Mm-hmm. That was a point I, I put out on Twitter. Like, It's literally the, the best passive play we've had the whole game. Why are we bypassing that midfield when we have players who like the ball and at their feet, who can make a few passes and turn it into a dangerous um, like attack? Uh, and I think it was also quite telling, um, like quite scary to be fair, with um, Jim Goodwin's comments after the game where he mentioned about how much he loves Gary Holt's team and the way he gets them set up. That was a... It was a Mate, we just beat them one now. I hope we just fucking resign. I know. That's <laughs> that's effect we have. That's how bad we've been this season. We've beat Livingston, and the managers fucking chucked it. <laughs> but I think that's. I think I generally think Goodwin likes teams like that, like Hope's team and uh, Tommy Wright's uh, St. Johnson in a way. Uh, Yogi Hughes had a team like that at uh, Inverness a wee bit and just kind of a team of cloggers where I think we've got genuine footballers in our squad and we've seen that um, on Saturday the way we cut through Livingston get that corner and then score the goal I I just think the personnel we have aren't set up for the way he wants to play football He's definitely got he's he's built a defence for that sort of like style of play but he's not built a midfield or an attack for it either it's it's really strange Um, it's like, pro, it's like, see the defence, it's probably arguably the best. I think Joe Shaughnessy is definitely the best centre half I've seen at St Mern in a long, long time. Mm-hmm. And then you've also got Tate, Fraser, McCarthy, they're all good players. But then, so I, I don't know why, it's just when we try and pass it forward into the midfield. Like, we've got 
obviously Flynn's not really played, but Erehon can pass the ball, McPherson can pick a pass, Flynn, when he plays, can, Foley, mm. but we've actually got midfielders who can move the ball, but I don't know why we're trying to bypass it and stick it up to a guy who doesn't jump for the ball. So. Well, that's it, you don't send a guy like Doyle Hayes to bypass him in the midfield, I mean, he's, he's he, we've seen it since he's came in, he's a gifted footballer with the ball at his feet, as you say, why lump it forward to a guy that just doesn't hold it up for a, such a big centre forward, they just can't hold the ball up. Mm-hmm. What, why would persist? Is he speaking of somebody that's good with the ball at their feet? What on earth has happened to Dormus? Where's he gone? No idea what's happened with him. I don't know if he's one of the ones that had coronavirus and he's kind of struggling to get back fit, but folk have said they've seen him in the gym and Paisley sprinting a treadmill 10 minutes before the Morton game, so... That's like a, a strange one. One of the games was it the Ross County game when I uh, when I got to the ground, he was cycling around the stadium. I was like, well, I guess, I guess he's no playing then. I'm like, what's going on? There? <laughs> um, as we were mentioned there, Jake Doyle Hayes. Like, uh, I watched the highlights for the Queens Park game because I was working, so I couldn't actually watch the game, uh, unfortunately. Uh, okay, yeah. um, <laughs> but uh, the highlights like nearly everything was was through him it was his name constantly being mentioned and it seems like an absolute fantastic signing but are we going to use him because we've got like, a player like Cammy McPherson that's quite similar in a way um, we're also not playing I just I think they can complement each other to be mm-hmm. honest I think they can play each other one can kind of like, use kind of arsey terms but one, one can be the kind of midfield pivot and one can play further forward, and you've got Erehan as well. I think, again, they're three good footballers that play in the centre of the park that we can utilise their, their ability, utilise their attributes, rather than knocking it forward all the time. I think the three of them can play in the midfield together uh, perfectly fine. Mm-hmm. Right, it was bizarre that even on Saturday, though, that why, see, when you actually watched us, like when we were going into our shape, we had Doyle Hayes sitting behind Erehan, and Erehan is the guy who you would want in front of the defence, mm-hmm. non attacking midfielder. So I, he's obviously been told to do it, but it's just bizarre looking at it. I don't obviously watch the team in training and know what their strengths are, but I've watched them enough times this season to know that what they're doing in midfield shite and doesn't work. So. <laughs> exactly. I mean, well, no, uh, as you say, I don't see them every day, but we've watched them enough times to know who fits where. And Aye. Like a McGrath at left wing back, does he take an A licensed coach to know that that? isn't where he should be unreal the thing is as well we, we've seen like you, you'll see a great game from Erehorn and the next game he's on the bench and you'll see a great game from McPherson and the next game he's on the bench and I think obviously a few people are noticing that as well because if you if you watch the terrace um, they, they put him out as a player that like can Sitmarn really afford to have because it constantly on the bench like he is he's always attacking he's a, a playmaker and um they valued him at 30 million uh, and this kind of scale thing that they had but still <laughs> you could buy some one for i know five percent <laughs> to be fair they had like, <laughs> i'm pretty sure they had like a rafe rovers player valued at like 20 million or something like that as well yeah, it was a very off scale but still i mean uh take it Sorry, Craig, on you go, mate. You take it with a pinch of salt, but uh, you make a good point. It's when other folks start noticing stuff like this, like fans out with at that start noticing the kind of weird decisions that are going on, and it's aye, weird for me. Aye, that's it. I, I mean, uh, Goodwin could roll out the excuse as a young player. He, he kind of goes off the boil now and again. These guys need kind of protect. He'd start them one week, um, no drop them the next, but rest them the next bit. I mean, there's... That was a shite for me because they've been in the team for what two seasons. Well, that's the thing. I mean, that's 
they're important players for us, all right? They're young guys mm. and, and young players, but they're important midfielders for us. I, I don't think you could roll out that excuse. And you know, the Jack, annoying thing is, obviously, we're going to be with Erehon on Saturday. So, mm-hmm. again, it's another game of miss. It's obviously not for his fault. I don't know why he's suspended. Does any, does any of you actually know why? I think he's been booked twice this season. Didn't even realise. I know. I, I tried to try to look that up and see and check the stats, but. It, is he been booked twice in the cup and that's I'm not sure that might be but in two rounds and some shit like that I don't know that's bizarre though you know two two bookings over the course of the group mm-hmm. matches shouldn't get you suspended for the the next round does Shaughnessy's suspension go through this round as well uh, it says on the SFA list he's got one league game immediate and then one cup game immediate so that's not too bad then he's uh, got yeah. more in the league um yeah, uh, you also know that someone like Jack Ross will be having a wee look about, especially that I think has McGinnis picked up another knock. I noticed mm-hmm. uh, he, uh, he's injured again. So short corner. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say that was a surprise. <laughs> uh, I can't believe that. No, <laughs> um, no I will. When other we can make it guys like Derek McGinnis and that they, they'll be looking at boys like McPherson, Nerahon, and. Seeing if they can, maybe, he can maybe, well, they can maybe fit into his side or whatever. There'll be guys swarming about, and if there's, if the contracts are running down and the boys aren't getting starts, I don't blame them for looking elsewhere. Oh, not, not all. They'll be looking at Doyle Hayes as well. He's only into the end of the season, isn't he? Yeah, That's but, it, exactly. Yeah, he had that yeah. interview though that he wants to use St. Martin to get back into the English Premier League. So, good luck with that. (laughs) (laughs) Good luck with that when you're playing right wing back for the next three weeks. (laughs) Goodwin just must have like some gift with the gab when it comes to like signing players. Yeah, mate, John McGinn, he went to Aston Villa and all that, not missing out the whole part in between before he got to the Premier League. Well, that's the thing. We champion uh, John McGinn and Kenny McLean, but we forget that they went elsewhere to develop first hand. So, uh, it's a bit different. You wonder what Goodwin, you wonder what Goodwin says because you you do hear a lot of players saying I came here because of the, the vision that the manager sold and I want to play for him and then they get here and they think fuck I played you know out my skin last week and I've been dropped. I'm an uh, attacking midfielder you know, playing left every back. Every interview we've had for a player since last season, they've all said like they've been buzzing to work under Goodwin, but you can obviously tell him he must. It must be good because see the players that we signed at the end of this like, last season before the start, like Andrew, like rushing in, like kind of diddies basically, like Callum Waters. Mm-hmm. But then, like this season, we've signed, I think it was like Anik, Tate, Shaughnessy, players like that on the space of a couple of weeks. So, he obviously must have something about him. But I know we've got a fantastic squad. I've said that a few times. I think this is the best Premier League squad I can remember in terms of talent. On paper, I suppose, in terms, uh, in terms of kind of credibility, mm. where they've came from elsewhere in the league. Um, I, I don't know why he's good when he's he's terrifying, isn't he? I mean, he's probably just bullied them into signing, and he just puts <laughs> he puts the contract in front of them, and they just blindly stares at them. Aye, uh, <laughs> but uh, no, he's, the recruitment's been very good. Um, his powers of persuasion to get guys to sign, he kind of kind of criticise that, but it's where he then plays them and how he uses them is a bit bizarre. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brandon Mason as well we need to kind of touch on how much of a change I think he's made on the left side for us mm-hmm. I really like him, he looks really really good really assured on, on the left hand side good going forward and uh, good defensively as well actually normally mm-hmm. it's one or the other so yeah. um, no, I'm really impressed with him I agree, so good that 
uh, opposition players try to fucking take him out. Well, that, I was I was going to say when he was down holding his knee after like the whole thing when he, we signed him over the rumours of his knee injury, I was like, oh fuck, that's all we need. We'll finally get a player that we can play here at left back, and then boom, that's him done for the season. But luckily enough, he's he managed to get up and continue the game. And Willie Collum, who has some amount of tunnel vision. When he, when how, he's, many, how many times is that this season? That must be the, what the third incident. At least every time he's uh, every time he's involved when we play, when he's not even the referee, something happens. It's mental. But, he, he must just be a really shite referee, but an absolutely fantastic fourth official. Like how how, <laughs> how how can he see challenges like that as a fourth official? But when he's actually the referee, he just fucking does this yenting. It is um yeah. It's infuriating. It's infuriating, honestly. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just I, could, I don't get how for where he's standing that he's actually looked at that and thought it was all right. Look, there was no point where Holt actually looked as if he was like in control of no. his body at any point. Uh, I think he's I, just looked at him and thought, nah, I'm going to fucking do him here. <laughs> the, I don't know why even at that late like, was Holt booked before that. No, uh, I'm no, not. No, sure. I don't think so. Because there was like a couple of times he was just like running through folk. I, I, I noticed that up. a few times and like and I think there pulling was one players back in the first half. Where Tate was on the ground after a tackle, and then Hulk slides in. I'm like, he's on his hands and knees. <laughs> Stand up. I know. I just I can't I can't understand how calm. I mean, as you said, like Hulk was just taking bodies. He, he was just in one of those moods. You could just tell he was trying something, and uh, how calm could see that challenge, and uh, no, see, it was a red card. It was a vicious foul. It was similar to no similar, but it was. A complete kind of coward's challenge, like what Tate's was at Tanadice. Yeah, one of the kind of bastards' challenges yeah. where you just think that's fucking ridiculous. And uh, Colin missed it, but it was right in front of the dugout. So how did the the fourth official <laughs> miss that? I don't. I just can't believe how that was missed. I really can't. Because was it even a free kick? Was it just given as a throw in? I'm sure that was given as a throw in. Oh, it he's... could be worse. Though, to be fair, did you see the referee at the? I think it was the Kelly game. The Stuart Finley sending off. Oh, that's insane. Honestly, insane. He couldn't, he couldn't have won the ball any clearer. I know. But that referee looked about 12 as well, though. So. <laughs> I know. I think uh, I seen Paul McGinn's penalty giveaway against Celtic as well. I thought, yeah. I, what's he meant to do? His hands behind his back or in the process of going behind his back? What? How can he get it any further away for the ball? Is this not the new rule, but if it touches your hand, off oh shit, regardless of how it's came about, which is. Aye. Uh, Basically, yeah, that's it. it. Makes sense. So he's put his hands behind his back and then turned away. But as he's turned away, the ball's hit one of the arms that's been behind his back. So that's a penalty. But to anybody else, it's it's played even at a amateur level. I mean, that's what are you meant to do there? It's funny that that's the penalty. But um, was it Ryan Porteous punching? <laughs> <laughs> that, that was a fa- that was a fair one. <laughs> Which, uh, was that column as well? That no? was column. Aye. 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 So I mean, fucking hell! I mean, what's happening? It's an I mean, agenda. People seem to think he's got an agenda against the mum. And now, a few podcasts ago, I slated them by saying he's just a really bad referee. But I'm beginning to wonder now. I mean, that's uh, a good few decisions we've not had. I, th- I think it's just it's quite scary that he is our top official, and like. The, the, we've, we see all these crazy decisions happening in other games as well that this is the best we've got and when he goes holy fuck are we in for some big surprises I think <laughs> <laughs> um, we'll look on to the, the Aberdeen game on Saturday um, was it a 5.15 kickoff? 
Uh, it's a shite time for a kick-off, sorry, but it is. On Premier it's Sports. It's really bad as 5.15 on a Sunday. Yeah. Yeah, right. it's on the, on the telly. Yeah, but on the dodgy stream. Um, <laughs> <laughs> on Hesgo. I think this uh, this is probably I didn't realise we're playing Aberdeen after as well, but this is yeah. probably the best time to play them with the fact that they're they're still missing three players. Lewis Ferguson's still out. You know he likes a goal against us as well, but he's back for the league game, isn't he? Which is slightly annoying. Um he's in my fantasy team, I need to get him bunted. Well no, he'll be back <laughs> by the league, the fact the cups don't I actually had a wee look at the fantasy league, by the way. Craig, I'm you're on. you're I didn't realise how far ahead you were. <laughs> you're like two hundred points ahead of me. And I'm like 200 points ahead of Ross. So I, I didn't touch my team for like six weeks as well. <laughs> I, uh, I would happily take the hit in the, the cup as all people would, I think, mm-hmm. to then get a result in the league. Yeah. Um, I'm not too bothered about cup tournaments this season, considering the way we've been performing, I think. Nah, the, league's, uh, the league's a priority big time. Aye, I would agree. Cup runs always nice, but you put them to, especially back to back. You put them side by side. You're going to pick the league every time, aren't you? For Aye. a win, a good chance to beat them though, because yeah. their midfield, their midfield, they go for obviously having McCrory and Ferguson to then having Ojo, and I think they played. It was Dean Campbell last night against mm-hmm. Hamilton. That's shocking. They just kind of, they actually don't look as if they've ever played with each other before. Mm-hmm. Like they don't really kind of, they don't have that good a shape. They can't really pass the ball forward, so it's a good chance they can kind of take advantage of it on Saturday with the midfielders we've got. But obviously, yeah, no idea what we're going to turn out with though. They it depends like, if we play midfielders in midfield. <laughs> <laughs> no. I'm, wait, I'm waiting for a six four zero at some point. <laughs> oh, oh, don't don't. <laughs> it's going to happen. Uh, uh, no, Sam's right. It's a good. Uh, although I said I would happily sacrifice the cup tournament, it's a good chance to beat them. Yeah, they're missing their kind of main main players. Although Hedges is still dangerous, I think he's, mm-hmm. he's a really really good player. Like Cosgrove back as well playing. Aye, need to remember, but we're uh, we're the penalty kings, so if this goes extra time in penalties, then we're through. Aye, true. It's like Scotland, isn't it? So we'll win the Betfred Cup through penalties every round, and uh, they'll win the Euros <laughs> through penalties every round. So, <laughs> um, yeah, as you guys have already said. This is probably our best opportunity to, to to go ahead and beat them. When it comes to the league, it'll be something completely different. But I, I'd like to see us put up a bit of a challenge, and this gives Goodwin another chance to kind of show that he he can set up a team to to go out and do the job against a, an Aberdeen squad that's going to have a very like lackluster midfield, and we should be able to control that. And hopefully, we just don't hoof it up to their defenders. That's always a worry. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Just wish we would get rid of that tactic. It just doesn't work. Uh, yeah, Andy Constantine heading. Is he? He can fit play, can't he? Uh, just him heading balls away. Like, that's all he's done for Scotland. That's all he'll do <laughs> on Saturday, probably as well. Oh crap! Oh, dropped a pen. Um, <laughs> uh, so, any other comments for the Aberdeen game? I think is what I've noticed too. Like when we've actually played Aberdeen since Goodwin started, we've actually maybe near enough in every game actually been better than them. Maybe with the exception of the last one that everybody was kind of kind of creaming their cellar and thought we were amazing, and we still were that amazing. We get beat two one because we conceded about thirty chances in the last fifteen minutes. Mm. But I think it's we we know how to play against Aberdeen, and we've played against better Aberdeen sides, and this and actually took points so. Obviously, it's a different kettle of fish in the cup, but as it is, a good chance if we can defend Cosgrove, which we've got the capabilities to. 
It just it just all it really just depends on how he sets us up going forward. If he's going to play with two wingers and Obika up front and actually play the ball into Obika's feet instead of lumping balls up to him, we might actually have a chance. But it's it's just as we've said, it's just about how he sets it up. We've just kind of know that we don't have a style of play. Every team in the league has a style of play. We really don't look as if we've got any style. We don't counter. We don't attack. We don't keep the ball. We just kind of chance it and see if what happens. The goal on Saturday even as well was just a massive slice of luck but mm-hmm. we need to get an identity pretty quick. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you. I've been crying I, out for that for a long time. I think you're spot on. We need an identity whether it's he just wants to be a, a team like Livingston used to be or you want to be a football inside. We need to pick and uh, run with it. Uh, I agree with you. We're just we're styleless. Our identity. We don't have an identity, and that's the most frustrating point. Yeah, it's like too much. Like too much has been asked for them. They want us to be big bruisers like the old Livingston team, but then we want us to play some nice football in the midfield, which we see some spells of, but we don't see it enough. And then we have these wingers to play out in the wings and cross balls in. But uh, yeah, it's kind of all over the place, um, and every game is different, but mm-hmm. but the same. <laughs> so we'll move on and we'll play. A, a wee game of who the fuck did you play for uh, Ross finally won won last week and normally I would say you get to go first but I think I'll let Sam go first on this one fair enough pass the mantle over to the young man <laughs> so he's been in the news recently and he's got a documentary about him on the BBC at the moment he's played for nine, nine clubs <laughs> played for nine clubs it is Anton Ferdinand Sam, how many clubs do you think you can name Anton Fernandes played for? Uh, five. Five? That is, that's quite a lot. Ross, yeah. Hold on. <laughs> nah. Can't four. name four. Craig, can you beat five? Eh... Uh... Maybe five, definite five, maybe six. Oh, so you're going to go for the six or? Uh, aye. Six. Sam, can you name seven? No, no, no. chance. So Craig, six clubs, Anton oh. Ferdinand, on you go. Uh, West Ham. Correct. Uh, one, obviously. Yeah, there's two. Uh, Reading. Mm-hmm. QPR. Mm-hmm. Sunderland. That's five. One more. Uh, there's a Turkish team he's played for as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gen Ser. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how to pronounce it. Gen Ser. I, I know the club you're saying, and you're wrong. so Sam gets that point Um, he played for West Ham Sunderland QPR Bursa Spore Antalya Spore then he played for Police United Reading Southend United and then finished his career with St. Mon Police United Police United I I think it was the end didn't have him down as a grass to be honest (laughs) but (laughs) I was I never read and I forgot about but it was Southend I could remember I knew that was where we got him for QPR I missed that totally I can't believe that I lived there. It was there when the racism thing happened. Ah, yeah, I know. How stupid. I know. It should have been the, the one I remember. 
So, now Ross, you get to go first on this one. Right. Burton O'Brien, Bobo, seven clubs. Bobo played for... I've only got three. Three. Mm-hmm. Craig, can you name more than three? Nah. Nah. Sam? He was mine as well, I guess. On you go, Ross. Three. St. Mon, mm-hmm. Blackburn, yep. and Livingston. Correct. Also played for Sheffield Wednesday, Falkirk, Alloa, and Cowden Beef. Falkirk. 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 Ah, I had Falkirk if I had Livingston, uh, I could have got four, but... Alongside the legend Mark Kerr. <laughs> Two things I didn't know about Burton O'Brien. <laughs> uh, born in Johannesburg. Mm-hmm. I knew that. And um, the reason he didn't play any games for Blackburn Rovers is because if they played them in a match, they had to give us another three hundred grand for him. <laughs> Aye, him and David McNamee, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I think I remember. Soonest was the manager at the time, or whoever the manager at the time was, came out and said something like, uh, "O'Brien's one of the most talented players at the club," or whatever. Mm-hmm. But he never went on to say, "But we can't play him." But the rumor was that we couldn't play him because they owed us a fortune, basically. Yeah, apart as a in the youth coach coaching at St. Man, I think something to do. Ah, yes, now he owns that uh, mobile indoor sports arena as well. I'm sure. I'm <laughs> sure that's his. Uh, uh, that one at the airport. Uh, I'm sure that's his. So it is. Nice. Bobo was good. <laughs> Ross won. Sam won. Craig no. <laughs> but he gets to go first. Gets to go first in this next one. Seven clubs. David Van Zanten. Nah, two. Two. <laughs> uh, Sam, can you name more than two? Six. Six. Oof. Uh, Six. Ross, can you name all seven? It's having a think. Uh, I've got five, but I, I need to try and find the one extra. Eh. <laughs> uh, Nah, nah, five. On you go, Sam. Hamilton. Yep. St. Mirren. Yep. Hibbs. Yep. Morton. Yep. Dumbarton. Yep. And Airdrie. Correct. I had Celtic down. Yeah. Didn't even name Celtic. Celtic, St. Mon- Hibbs, Morton, Hamilton, Dumbarton and Airdrie. Got it. Well played, Sam. That was good. <laughs> <laughs> That's so, too many years of football manager. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. See, this is why I think I'm so disadvantaged. I've never played football manager. Oh, excuse. <laughs> it's probably a good thing, in fairness. <laughs> no, <laughs> the amount of hours that you can spend on that is shocking. But. <laughs> no. Yeah, I've not even bought this year's one because I know I'll get nothing done, including editing podcasts and stuff. I'm only came out and choosing them about half a season, aren't they? Mine already. <laughs> Is David Van Zanten only ever played in Scotland? Yeah. Surprising. Technically, like, you've career at Tolkien Rovers, but I wasn't going to count that. If one of you said it, maybe I would have. Who did he play for in England? But nah. So, yeah. it is 2-1-0. I think, Craig, you can sit out this one. Um, <laughs> 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 no, I, I, I'll, I'll, I'll give you a go at it, but... Who went first there? Craig, that was you, wasn't it? Yep. Cool. So Sam going first on this one so he can win this. Another player, seven clubs. 
Stephen McGarry. <laughs> and to be fair, two clubs that he played for didn't realise he played for them at the end of his career. That's only... Ah, three. That may be. Three. Ross, any more than three? Five. Five? Oh, f- uh-huh. Craig? Nah, three. So, Ross, what's your five? I have St. Mirren. Yep. Boston United. Correct. Motherwell. Correct. Ross County. Correct. Perth Glory. Correct. See, that's the only five that I actually knew. I didn't realise after Perth Glory, he went to Gwellup, Croatia and ECU Joondalup. Whoever they are. Teams? Yeah, they're, they're both, both in Australia, so... Um, it's just somebody's edited his Wikipedia page and took the piss out of you. <laughs> uh, so that is two each. Uh, so Craig, you definitely are sitting out this next one. <laughs> this is for everything. And this is one that I have actually a few pages back. Six clubs. Probably the best player ever to play for St Mirren. Mark Yardley. No, that's sacrilege right away. <laughs> what was that? Sorry, I liked it for me. Mark Yardley. So, Ross, you get to go first. Ah, oh, six, right. six clubs. Four, I think. Four. Two, um, two. So, Ross, for the win. Name four clubs Mark Yardley has played for. Cowden Beast. Correct. St. Mon. Correct. Albion Rovers. Correct. Forfa. Correct. You could also have had East Fife. <laughs> and oh, I had East Fife. I shot it and said Forfa right at the end. <laughs> and Livingston United. All right. Yep. I don't know who they are either. Um, nothing to do with Livingston or Meadowbank. So there you go. So there you go, Ross. You've won another one. Thanks very much, Craig you, Craig, you had a really good start to this, but you get none right last week either. No. <laughs> which day? Which day totals? Um. Oh God. So how many times have we played this? I don't have that written. Um, Four. So I think it'd be two, two each between you two. I think I'll look up. I'll, I'll look back. Someone can tell us on Twitter. But just <laughs> um, see you on the back of what you said about. Yardley being the greatest ever. <laughs> so one player, obviously, the greatest ever player died yesterday. Maradona. Mm. Who do you think the greatest ever someone player actually was? Or is? Whatever. Oh, obviously, well... In our, in our like, lifetime, because, like... There's, within our time, because, obviously, there's guys we've never seen. So I just said, Mark Yardley's obviously cult status. I know he's not the, the greatest someone player of all time. You're probably going to... Um, it'll probably have to be, like, Stephen Thompson. He's had the most goals for his most rate in the games that he's played. Probably one of the best strikers we had when he was in his prime. Maybe not towards the end of his run career, but injuries aside, he was probably one of the best, I'd say. Okay. Uh, I accept that. You're wrong, though. That's fine. Craig, any comments? Uh, I think I, in my lifetime, Stevie Thompson, I'd actually say both of them are a good shout, Stevie Thompson, Barry Levetti, but for the kind of recency bias, Stevie Thompson. Mm. Wrong we again. We've kind of been blessed with quite a lot of good players. I'll, I'll, to be fair, I think my favourite player of all time, like, I'm only 21, but I love Stevie Jimba, Jimba. 
What? Sorry. That's Jimba Jimba. Oh, Jimba Jimba. Because he said uh, that, I didn't actually hear who you actually said. Uh, Steve, uh, Stephen McGinn. Stephen McGinn. Right. Kind of important to be mm-hmm. forever they done. Like that's a great show, actually. I. I still think we should have brought him on as a coach or something. Seems a bit. Aye. He's now doing that at Hibs, but. Did he uh, get in the game for them? Kind of. Uh, came on the other day, and any, sure someone on Twitter was one against Celtic. Uh, <laughs> so 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 slow. <laughs> I think that was the thing. I mean, in hindsight, kept you could have kept him around and um, as a coach, a kind of experienced guy in the changing room. Maybe we'd have helped our fortunes a bit this season. Uh, but as a player, he just he was already too slow before we get rid of him type of thing. But Aye. um it was kind of I was quite in denial about it for a while because uh, like. There's a few of my pals that support the Rangers and Celtic are like, ah, oh, Steve McGinn's shite. I'm like, shut up, no, he's no. I'm like, yeah. Max are like kind of struggling to come with it, and I was like, ah, oh, you're shite. But... <laughs> <laughs> he's just one of the heroes. It was like, Shuggy was my hero growing up a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, uh-huh. And it's hard to see, his legs were away before before he chucked it, but it's hard, Sam says, it's hard to admit that, you know, like, he's still the guy you remember when you first seen him patrol mm. in the midfield, but he was, uh, he was done and dusted before he chucked it, usual. What could have been with Barry Levetti if he'd just stayed away from the drugs? Well, I thought it was a good, uh, I mean, Maradona. good, good, good bit of yeah, synergy with Maradona dying and, <laughs> and the, real, guy. the real drug kingpin hmm. um, is still alive and kicking. So, long, <laughs> long live Basher Levetti, that's what I say. I've seen Maradona's heat once, the top his heat. Oh, oh, oh I, <laughs> tell us more. Rush with fame, was I, that in a toilet in Vienna? Played Scotland back in uh, 2008. Yeah, I worked in the airport and um, I went down, I, like I was like left the shop. I shut the shop to go down and watch them come in. And I was like, "That was Maradona." I they uh, they were staying in the hotel across the road to where I worked at the time, and I think <laughs> came at my work finished for the day, and there'd been folk that had been waiting there for like eight hours for the bus to show up, and the bus pulls up. <laughs> All the players in Maradona just got off the bus and walked straight in the hotel. <laughs> <laughs> and then it, was, single it was a. I think it was two years when when Scotland last played Belgium. I worked in a JD in Brayhead, and we had all heard that the Belgian team were an escape. And I was like, I'm, I don't know why. I thought like I'm going to go in and try and see if I can get a picture with somebody. And Eden Hazard literally must have walked through about a hundred, maybe two hundred wee boys didn't even look at them, just walked all the way through them he, he'd straight through them, just looked at them on the eye walked straight back in the bus, couldn't ah, stop it was amazing that is quite I'm like, that, is, that is why you are on 300 grand a week, one of the best players in the world Aye. Aye, that's it. They don't care, but... why were they in escape? I don't know, it, was, it wasn't even as if it was just like after, it was as if it was like the that were there, it was like the school Kevin Keegan's soccer school <laughs> Cheeky Nando's, obviously, because <laughs> like, it was like a, a few people did actually stop with De Bruyne and that did, but like Hazard and a couple of other players just weren't bothered at all. It was brilliant. I just uh, I love the thought of Maradona being in a hotel in Argentina having to text a wee twenty-one-year-old guy that's cutting a boot in his courses like my like, two for fifty, mate. Is that all right? <laughs> <laughs> that's me. I'm in. Uh, I'm in reception, mate. Just bounced down. I'm in the white motor. <laughs> sure. Was it no the thing with Charlie Sheen as well, where he was getting a taxi in Glasgow to the Gorbals or something to go get coke? <laughs> Man, there's so many rumours, but 
Uh, yeah. I, don't, I don't have any cool stories like that other than seeing the team come in at the airport. Uh, um, the, the closest thing I have is when I was in Valencia and the Valencia team bus randomly appeared and Simone Zaza came out and I got a high five from him. That's, that's, that's my, my claim to fame. <laughs> I can't be that. I don't have any claims to fame, I don't think. None that can be broadcast anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I've got stories from other people when I was about to say one I was like nah I don't think I'm allowed to say that one I'll, I'll ask them and then I might say it in the next one um, you can edit out just tell us I'll tell you he's after right? <laughs> no, it's not that bad I can't believe you just said that Jamie that's disgusting <laughs> <laughs> never knew that about Gordon Scott <laughs> no I don't have any stories about um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, right, we'll call it that. Um, oh, Jamie's bump- <laughs> oh, mumbling and stumbling. And it, and it, and it, and uh, anyway, as always, fuck Alex Ray. <laughs> fuck Alex Ray. Oh, fuck, fuck. Uh, who this week? Will they call him again? He always comes up. And Alex Ray. Darren Jackson, too. Aye, fuck, aye, Darren fuck Jackson. Jackson. A good one. Uh, Eddie Malone. <laughs> it's random. Sports Social Podcast Network.